Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Sky Mail. That's right, it's the mailbag for Blake Sky, Private Eye, and I'm your host, S.J. Riker, or Look Who's Photogoner, Photogoner, whatever you might know me as. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I did not expect people to enjoy this as much as they have. I am completely dumbfounded by the amount of praise and uh, kind words that people have given me. So for you listening to this and for everybody, I just want to say thank you from the very bottom of my heart. You have just shown me so much kindness and I, I hope that I continue to make something that you all enjoy and that is up to snuff for what you deserve. All right. But enough of that sappy stuff. Let's let's get moving on to the reason we're all here, to answer questions from you. The first question that we have is from Bird. Uh, Bird is a friend of the show, did a really amazing couple sketches of a Blake Sky Private Eye investigation firm logo on a door, which, uh, which was his headcanon, and I am, you know, seal of approval right now stamping that. That is the official logo on the door right now because it's just so damn good. I can't, I can't deny it. You, you have spoken this into reality, into being in the Blake Sky universe with your awesomeness. So congratulations, uh, Bird. And uh, actually, the the next letter on the mailbag uh, have similar things, so I'll I'll just read it. Uh, Hi, SJ. Do you have any specific inspiration for the world of Blake Sky? And then the, the next one, uh, Lewicky Lyle Smith says similar. From what other works do you draw inspiration for Blake Sky? And that's a, that's kind of a tall order because I mean, there are so many things when it comes to noir and noir sensibilities and stuff like that, that I really love. If I had to talk about, if I had to break it down, if I had to break it down and give you three works, that have kind of informed how I want to make this show. The first one on the list is Hellboy, definitely. Hellboy, and I do not say this lightly, is the reason that I strive to be creative at all. I read Hellboy, the the graphic novels, while I was in high school, and I have literally never been the same since. If you haven't read it, if you've only watched the movies, the first two movies are are good. The third movie is eh, but the the graphic novels are just this perfect combination of this this pulp sensibility mixed with like a, a grander mythos of mythology and cosmic horror and history, and it just works. It's so lovingly crafted and put together. Uh, Mike Magnola did an amazing job. And I cannot sing the praises of Hellboy and the BPRD and Lobster Johnson and all of that universe enough. Please, please go read it. Do it for me. The second inspiration that I have actually comes from the world of cinema. Uh, It is a movie called The Void. The Void is kind of a, a cosmic horror... It's a cosmic horror story that uses a lot of practical effects in such a way that it feels so visceral and real that like sometimes I I don't really get scared by horror movies. I appreciate them for the way that they operate and I love them. 
This is one of the ones that actually got to me. It kind of, kind of creeped me out a little. Uh, it's got just some really intense scenes in it, and the, the tension that you get with like the, the cult members and stuff like that definitely kind of goes into some of the, the more cosmic horror stuff that you're starting to see as of episode two in Blake Sky, and you're gonna see more of it, so don't worry. And then that leads me to the third one. The third one's gonna be a little weird, so, so stick with me. I really love Citizen Kane. I think Citizen Kane is a very interesting movie that has a lot of the same sensibilities as noir, because noir to me is about, well, okay. There are a lot of things that noir does really well. Noir is this amazing story of people in a world that they can't beat. Nothing, no happiness is lasting. So you have to enjoy what you can while you can. You have to make the best of the world knowing that it's going to keep growing and it's eventually gonna overpower you. And it's dark and it's grim, but at the same time, those little bubbles of happiness in this turbulent sea can be so cathartic. And that kind of human element is what I love. And Citizen Kane does, has sort of the same sensibility to it. It starts with the whole MacGuffin of, you know, his last words, why did he say this? And you go through an investigation, but the investigation isn't a whodunit of, you know, a, a murder. It's the, the, the why of what made a man into who he was and what made him say these final words and i don't know i think that that's the kind of story that i want to tell both both in terms of like the, the classic noir you know what's the mystery leading to but also in the the why the characters are the way they are and how they interact because i think the best stories are character driven always all right uh spent spent a little long on that one but uh you know it's a it's a good question it's a deep question that leads me to the, the third part of this, which is Mysteries for Blake to Solve. Uh, and Lewicki Lyle Smith uh, had a question. Who is cutting off the tails of the local cats? And I hope nobody. Neither I nor Blake Sky stand for animal cruelty in any way, shape, or form. So hopefully nobody is. And if somebody is, then they're going to get, you know, a flat foot knocking on their door and uh, teaching them a lesson. All right. Uh, moving along. The next question comes from, again, another friend of the show, Mary. Mary is creating an amazing podcast over at Flying in the Face of Fate. It is actually, and this this may sound like me just blowing smoke, but it's not. Flying in the Face of Fate is literally the reason that Blake Sky, Private Eye, exists. I was listening to what they were doing over there, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. This is the kind of thing that I want to do. I should be doing this. I should be telling stories that are this good. Because the world needs stories that are this good. Hopefully I'm doing an okay job. I That, that sounded kind of arrogant and I don't mean to. But anyway, uh, definitely go check out Flying in the Face of Fate. Cannot recommend it enough. Uh, Mary's question is, if you had to cast the characters of Blake's Guy Private Eye in a stereotypical high school movie, what cliches would they be? Man. So... I feel like you could go the, the obvious route and have, like, Blake Sky be, like, a hall monitor and uh, Eleanor be, like, the, the nerd. I don't think Blake Sky would, would be a narc, though. Like, not, not like a narc-narc. He wouldn't be a hall monitor. I think that Blake Sky would probably be the, the kid that doesn't really fit into any one clique. That he he's friends with a, a broad range of people, but he doesn't really fit in anywhere. Eleanor, I do kind of see as that stereotypical, you know... 
bookworm, probably works in the library during a free period and does academic decathlon. Uh, Gordon, Gordon's probably like a theater kid or a band kid. Mickey O'Shea is definitely in detention, probably smoking behind the school during like shop class or something like that. August Howard is a bastard, but if I had to go with a high school cliche for him, I'd say he's probably one of the kids that, you know, like is in like student government or something like that. It has a lot of extracurriculars and like looks good on paper, but is a garbage person. Oh man, and uh, who else? Daphne Howard. Daphne Howard I see is probably like the cheerleader that's dating August Howard and like is friends with a broader group of people, but still definitely has like her cheerleader friends that, you know, kind of dictate where she goes and stuff like that. So kind of kind of bound by social strata. All right, I think that's I think that answers everything. And then uh, the mystery for Blake Sky to solve on that one is what shoe size am I? And I gotta say, I'd, I think that that's a mystery for you to solve rather than Blake Sky. I mean, I, I feel like you could just take off a shoe and look at it. Unless you don't wear shoes because you don't know what size to. In which case, I forget, I forget what the device is called. Uh, first person to at me on Twitter, BlakeSkyPI, and tell me what that device in every shoe store is that you put your foot in. First person to tweet that at me, uh, I will give a shout out in the next mailbag. And I don't know, do, do something cool or that I think is cool. You'll probably think it's lame, but yeah, I mean, if you, if you're really, really dedicated, I guess Blake Sky could show up with one of those and like charge you for it. I don't know why though. Okay. And the final question that we have is not actually for me. So, uh, I guess I'm done. It is for Blake Sky himself. Uh, just a little context for this bit. A while back, I was really dumb and I did a like this tweet and I will make your noir sona. And I ended up having to do 85 noir sonas in two days. Uh, it was a little creatively taxing, but it was pretty cool. And I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did come up with 85 discrete noir sonas with no immediate repeats. There are some elements that may have been reused, but I tried to, I tried to do my due diligence. Anyway, that's a tangent. This is actually Bird's Noir Sona Eldrick with a message for Blake Sky. So, Blake, do you wanna do you wanna take this one? Yeah, sure. I can uh, I can take care of this one. All right. So looks like I've got a message from my friend Eldrick. Hey, Blake, it's Eld. You know, from the station, we've been getting calls late at night about some unsavory goings on at the park across the dock late at night. If you hear something more, shoot me a note. There's a cup of joe and pancake breakfast at the Night Owl in it for you. For uh, those of you that don't know, Eld is actually uh, a local radio personality. Something of a celebrity around these parts. Good folk. Well, uh, I haven't heard anything yet, but if I find anything out, I'll let you know. If you could just let people know to steer clear of the park, I'll uh, see what I can do. I've been a little busy as of late. All right, well, thanks for that, Blake. Glad to see that people in the city are doing their part to, to make it a better place, at least some of them. I think that about does it for the mailbag. But if you have a question, I have a form in a pinned tweet on BlakeSkyPI on Twitter. You can go there, submit your question, and I'll answer it uh, during the next mailbag. 
I should probably say when the next mailbag is. The, the mailbags are going to be the second Sunday of every month. So second Sunday of every month will be mailbag, uh, will be SkyMail. And then the last Sunday of every month will be a normal episode. All right, well, I think that about does it. But I just want to impress upon everybody again how much it means to me that all of you are listening to this. I, I love telling stories. I want to tell stories that I feel like deserve to be told too. No, it's no secret that noir and cosmic horror, while they can be amazing, have had kind of a dubious history when it comes to depiction and representation of marginalized people. Women, people of color, the transgender community either don't have representation in noir and cosmic horror stories, or even worse, the representation that they have does them a great injustice. One of the things that I really want for Blake's Guy is I want to tell stories that keep all of the heart of noir and cosmic horror, but that make them for everybody. And I hope that I'm doing that. If I'm not, please let me know. I want to make something for you. All right. Thanks for listening to me, and I'll see you next month. <laughs>